don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. Like, share, and subscribe. This podcast is sponsored by the following. Remington, made with pride in the USA. Iconic American impact. Winnig Custom Gun Stocks. Head on down for your custom fitting. Remember, winners shoot winning. Shot Tracker. Like having a coach on your barrel. For more info, go to TakeAimTech.com. Life is too short to miss. RM Shooting Clinics. Helping shooters from coast to coast. Have Ricky take your game to the next level. Zach Nanini at Northwestern Mutual. Trusted advice from someone you know. We believe in putting people first. Other supporters for Trap Talk. The Nevada State Trap Shooting Association. Don't miss their 75th annual state shoot this October in Las Vegas. The NSTA puts on some great shoots, and they're going big for this year's state. Go to nvtrap.com to check out their program and all other shoots as well. Welcome to another episode of Trap Talk. We've got our co-host, Richard Marshall Jr., and we've got our guest today, Eric Munson. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Ricky, could you please introduce our guest? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got Eric Munson here with us. I've known Eric, I think, since I first started shooting in 88. Eric's been shooting since 1981. And real quick, today's Eric's birthday, so happy birthday, Eric. Thank you. And so Eric is the son of Bob and Luann Munson, Hall of Fame shooters, as everybody I'm sure in the shooting world knows the, the Munson last name. But Eric was inducted to the Minnesota State Hall of Fame in 06, and then the ATA Hall of Fame in 2016. He's won four Grand American World Championships. Three of those were doubles. I think I've been in two of those with him, and I know one of them I dunked a pair, but uh, that's another story. And uh, in 07, the last doubles Eric won, uh, he also won the all-around that year. So Eric's also... Uh, he was a three-time junior All-American included in that 24 times. So Eric's broke over, I think, 100 hundreds and doubles. He's got one 100 in handicap, which gives him his grand slam, which is awesome. So welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you very much. Well, Eric, um, you know, coming from a family of shooters, I, I'm assuming Bob, Bob, at least, and maybe Luann both shot a lot before you started shooting. Is that correct? Oh yeah, yeah, they had dad dad started in sixty-nine and then mom started in seventy-one shortly after my sister was born, I believe. Okay. So what was that like getting into shooting coming from a background of such great shooters? I mean, walk us through what your mindset was and 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 really how you got into the game. Well, being a being a kid in the outdoors and living out in the country in Minnesota, you you got a baby gun in your hand twenty-four-seven, it seems like once you're old enough and parents give you one but uh okay you go to a shoot every weekend only thing you want to do is you want to be out there with mom and dad sooner or later and they finally gave me a 20 gauge a little um i believe it was a savage single shot that they let me finally shoot i think i got to shoot 23 shots one day and i think i took 12 and dad said yeah you know what you will play a couple more times well within two years and i had a mom pt and i was starting to shoot uh every weekend so that sounds awesome so so in in that time bb gun was the start and then you just got into it and was it right into ata or was it more just practice at the gun clubs or what were you doing 
I probably shot practice at the gun clumps for maybe a couple of years at once, but uh, I remember 81, it was, uh, it was a, a year in training beforehand that, you know, it bought two, one round, two rounds, and come on, Dan, I can go shoot three rounds, and okay, we'll get back to the practice trap, and then in 81, I, I shot my first singles at the Minnesota State shoot, broken 81, and man, I was happy after breaking that 81, man, you feel pretty good. But couldn't wait for the next weekend to come out. So did you have like an immediate, I'm hooked to the game right when you started? Or did it take time to build a love for it? Oh, no. I wanted to shoot every weekend. Once I, once I was cleared that I could go shoot, and I could handle 100 targets, I wanted to go every weekend. I wanted to shoot every day if I could. Now, Eric, did you practice a lot then? And or how many ATA shoots did you shoot, you know, your first couple of years? Oh, my, well, the first year I only shot like eight, 900 targets. Okay. Minnesota State shoots in July, and I only shot July, and then I think right after the Grand, I didn't get to go to the Grand the first two years I shot. And then um, the second year, I I was shooting as many targets as I am right now. I mean, Dad was paying for it. Heck, with Dad paying for it, I'm shooting. <laughs> you see, yeah, so, I mean, it, it was, it was, we were shooting league on Wednesday nights. So, I mean, I could go out and shoot a practice round at league, and every weekend, we were Getting the getting the trap range. I mean, it was around here. I mean, every weekend we shoot from basically the first weekend of May till the end of or the beginning of September. So I, I know, know it's been a minute since you started that, but when you were practicing in those days, were you just shooting as many targets as possible, or were there things you were working on, or what what was going on in your young young years of shooting? Oh, I, I believe that back then it was just we. I just shot as much as I could whenever I could. There was there was no real practice trap. I really haven't shot practice for years unless I absolutely have to. But it um, it basically came really natural. Yeah, I mean it, it might be a, a natural thing, being as your family's all Hall of Famers. So maybe you just have a natural knack that hand-eye coordination for shooting. Yeah, it could have been. Now, Eric, did you? When you started in 81, so 81, 82, you shot the state shoot. So 83 was your first grand? 83 was my first grand. I went down there. Um, and actually, Dad and I went there and styled on Monday of the, during the class singles. Oh, not your first year? Yeah, my first year, I broke a, we broke a 398. I missed it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, your, your dad um, is more known for singles and, and double shooting, of course. Yeah, and, and then he won the Grand American Handicap one year with 100 straight. Oh, so, yeah. That was the best year he ever shot handicap, too. If you ever look at his averages, he had it right up for that year. It, it was going to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. But so, and you're you're mainly known as a double shooter. Like I said, you won three doubles championships. Um, you know, you won the all-around, but you broke good singles and good handicaps. But I remember over the years just shooting, you know, against each other. The doubles, the double. I mean, you were always 199, 199, you know, and that's a what made you become such a great double shooter? You know, Ricky, it it's just something that happened. I don't know why it happened, but I shot decent singles for a long time. But then the handicap has never been great up until I would say the last five years. Yeah. But I mean, if right now I feel I'd rather go shoot handicap today than shoot anything else. Where well, 15 years ago, throw me doubles targets every day. I don't care about shooting anything else. Yeah. 
all these singles. But why why something clicked? I have not a clue what it was. For about five years there, I was just it was fun. It was absolutely put so much pressure on myself at our state shoot. I think I I wish I had a state program in front of me, but I think I got five years in a row where I broke hundred and I won the state nobles five years in a row. Yeah. It was I had so much pressure on myself when I walked out there. Even more than I do at the Grand, after I've won a couple, you know, you still put a lot of pressure. I want another one. I want another one. Like, the state showed, I'd be sick to my stomach the night before. Yep. Even yep. when you hit the line, you, I mean, you can't go. I, you, you miss one on the first post, and it's okay, I'm fine. Yeah, no, that that is true. Now, and, and that's one thing, I, you know, I shoot my state shoot once every, like, four or five years occasionally you know but yeah no i know what you're saying i remember as a kid shooting with frank hoppy you know when i got to shoot with his squad and you get out there in your life and you always knew that okay if you're high on the squad you're probably going to win the event yeah and, and so i got and it would always be like the first post i'd be like okay how's the show going to go <laughs> you know but the state <laughs> and it's weird and you're right the the state shoot that feeling i think it is there's a lot of pressure well you know, coming, you know, you're a Munson, so yeah. you're you're kind of expected to shoot well, you know, no matter what. And that put in just everything, the state shoots. And I don't know, Zach, if you feel that way shooting at your state shoot, but I know I did as a kid, you know, I, I'd go out there and I'm thinking, okay, don't screw this up. Yeah. Oh, even even today, I mean, we get done shooting on Friday of our state shoot levels. I'll be jumping the golf cart. If you head back, I'll have three, four guys. They'll say, you get them again today? No, not today. You know, ah, come on, what's going on? Didn't have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so now I remember, Eric, you used to shoot. So I used to shoot about a 16 and a half inch length of pole. And you used to shoot a little bit longer right. length of pole. It was up until that five, six years ago when I had a little problem. And um, it was rolling my head far into the gun. Yeah, yeah. And we went, I was at the Missouri State shoot and went down the way that I said, I got a problem. We got to fix something here. I told Bobby what was going on. No, we can fix that. And the next day, I was out shooting practice with a 15 inch length of pole. We turned an inch and a half off the end of the stock. Yeah. And I remember that. Those shoes that I won today. So, yeah. Well, and what do you think? Do you think that helped with your handicap? Because I know before, you know, all of us, you know, that shot starting in the 80s, you always shot, you know, Kind of Roll. looking at the tops of your eyes. Oh yeah, and then I got too far over and it blacked out. Yeah, and that would, ha and that's why I know when I went to like the trap special Craig off, it got. I mean, I still I shortened my length to pull a little bit, but you got your eyes up a little leveler. And honestly, I think that's when my handicap also came up a little bit. Was oh, you could see him a little better. Oh yeah, I mean, in the last two years, I've been having so much fun shooting handicaps because it, as long as they. Oh, and you taught me this one yep. when you were up doing clinics when I had you doing clinic. Yep. But you came out, if you remember the time I was out shooting a handicap practice and you came out and grabbed remote yep. and you're playing with it, turning the machine on and off and you're laughing and telling everybody, hey, what the months he's doing out there? You see how far he's moving that gun? You don't do that. Yeah. Well, Anticipation. Out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That now is that your is that the home club that you've always shot at in Monticello? Yeah, Monticello is where I did yeah. my home club. Yeah, that's where Eric had me up doing a lesson. That's been God. Oh, that's year. 
close 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 or 16 years ago. Oh, and yeah. stuff. That's when I had the, remember, I, there was a cattle prod there. Someone had a cattle prod. And they said, yeah. here, use it on Eric. And I was like, are you crazy? He's got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> people. And it he knows how to shoot mom it, too. telling me to do that, though. But, I mean. Yeah. So, so. so you, you said that your double success kind of came naturally to you, Eric. And I've watched you shoot a lot of doubles. You're pretty fast. I mean, did you mean to be that fast? Or is no. that something that's kind of came into it? Or that that I've gotten faster over the years, I believe. When I first started shooting the doubles, mom used to shoot post four in front of me all the time. And I would mimic her shooting all the time. She's the one that truthfully taught me, taught me my speed and everything for the doubles going. And she could hold out that second bird, and I got to be able to hold out the second bird. And finally, I just got into a deal where I learned how to shoot them different, where it's it's not like a trap on the first target, but you, you see it, you go you to it, but you don't trap it. Because I can't, you know, a whole ton of that foot, foot and a half over the house. You see the bird come out, and I'm holding, trying to pull the trigger as soon as I see it. It's not a trap, but I'm still moving the gun towards it. I shoot that first one as fast as the person can. And then the second one's just like shooting a single target. I see, I see. So, Eric, you said, you know, you shoot that first one really quickly, and then you kind of shoot the second one as a single target. That's how you were shooting them in your best. I know now it's just bang, bang. But but then, I mean, that's was, was it trying to be able to really look at that second target, or what were you, what were yeah, you trying you, to do? You get, when I was shooting my best, it was like the second target, you'd see it, go over to it, the first one be broke. You just go to the second one and shoot like a single target. So you weren't. I wasn't shooting it as fast as I am today. Okay. So do you think that the speed hurts you, or do you think that you've gotten so good because you still run hundreds? I mean, I see you in shootouts, but do you think? Yeah, I can, I can still break one once in a while, but I haven't broke anything like I, I did in the years past. The consistency. Yeah, the consistency. I mean, I'll break nines and eights and sevens. I mean, every time I walk out, it seems like I can break it seven or higher but to break that handle is harder for me now i see now now were you a guy that always shot like better on a targets that was pretty consistent or did were you a kind of guy that could just hunt out even oh. on a windy day and targets oh, the, around? the wind was my friend the, in the day when yeah I bring on the wind i mean i love to shoot in the wind that brings me back to the time when the way i used to shoot behind mom I could shoot that first target pass, and then I could take my time on the second one. I don't think I have the trigger control like I used to back when I was 30, 35 years old than I am today. Okay. So, so do you talk about trigger control? Are you shooting a pull, or are you shooting a release now at, at your stage? It's pull. Double okay. pull. So, so, yep. so you've shot pull your whole life and never needed to switch? Yep, never needed to. Okay. And and have you ever dealt with flinches or dominancy problems or anything like that in your career oh, so far? Yeah, you, no? got, you got the dad told the do go flinch where you you're flinching with your left hand on the gun and not your right hand. Being so, right-handed, you're you're out your trigger opposite of your trigger is the one that's flinching. So you do that like you cover up the target and dip down, kind of that thing. Yeah, yeah, you'll do that. That's that's called the Rich Bullard flick. <laughs> Great. Now we're going to talk about Bullock now. <laughs> so, so, Eric, you said pretty, you know, one foot, two foot over the house on that first shot. And you're just 
seeing it, letting it come up and driving through it? Or are you lower? Or what, what's, what's your spot? I, I see it. I, I got my set spot where I'm at. And it's pretty much um, where Benilla's back in the early 80s. He, I took his clinic, and he's the one that, yeah, this is where you want to hold the gun. And I've held it through the whole time. I mean, where the, where the birds come out, you know, on post one and one and five, that the target's going to be going into, into the trap house on two and four is going out, same way on three. So you, that's what way you hold the target or where you hold the barrel on the target when it comes out. So are you letting it on one and five? Are you letting it come to your barrel a little bit more? Or are you yeah, a little bit, ins- but I'm still moving. So I'll chase it a little bit, but not very much. Not very much. So yeah. you're thinking little move so that you don't have so much energy going one direction before you go the other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now is, is handicap the same way as far as hold point height? Are you up oh, no. the house or I have to be below the house and handicap okay. lower on one and two. And then I can bring it up to the pretty much to the top of the house when I get to three, four and five. So how about singles? Is it the same or is it high same again? Singles. I, I have in the last couple of years, I've had the hardest problem with left angles. Every single one haunts me when it comes out. Really? So you're low again so that you can be under that angle and you're not cutting it off. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I can see it when it comes out. Otherwise, if I get too high, I mean, even to the top of the house, if a left angle comes out, I'm in trouble. Well, and I, yeah. I have that same problem. If I'm on the corner of one and that target comes out below my gun, sometimes I want to throw at it versus if I can bring that gun down a little bit and it's flying over the top of my rib, then I can see that line and I can just track that line out wherever yep. it's going. Yeah, I can just go up to it. It's pretty easy if, if I keep, if I remember to keep the gun down, but that's the hardest part. How much so, your mind takes over. Yeah. And, and one thing, like you talk about the left angles and, and for our listeners out there, a lot of people do this. When I'm teaching a lot, I see it. Guys, they get their, men or women, they get their gut up a little too high. And when it left angle comes out, they want to move up a little bit. And then over is what happens is they either block the target or their left eye takes over. Yeah. And that's when it, it just happens so quick. And they're like, well, I was on it. I'm like, well, yeah, you were about that far behind, behind it. You yeah. know? And they're like, well, what do I need to do? And I'm like, well, you know, it's not working for you to be on the house. So just when the target comes out, just go straight across the house. So it, the target's rising. Oh, you see it. And then you just come right up through the line of the target and break the target. And they're like, well, I'll try it. And I just taught a lesson yesterday to two kids. And one of the kids, I, I had to tell him that. And he's like, well, I said, just try it. He smokes five left angles off one on the 25 yard line. He turns around, looks at me, and he goes, well, why have I been doing it the other way? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so easy. So that's yep. that lateral left to right movement that keeps yep. the gun under. Now, now I think, does that matter a lot for you too in doubles, Eric? I mean, is it all about that left to right movement or in the up and down kind of happens the last second? No, I, in doubles, it just, it pops and it just goes. It, I can move to the left really easy in doubles. I, I don't know why it is. I know where the bird's going to be at. I got to get there. So I see. Yeah, I see. It could be something with, you know, just the, the clarity of the target in doubles, you know, okay, it's there. So you swing to a certain area and then you run across. There it is. Versus yeah. it's a left angle in singles. It it almost like scares you. So yeah, you, you have that in your in your subconscious mind. Like, don't throw me a left. And you're going oh, yeah. five left. You walk, you walk over and I, you know, I start on five and I walk over to one. Many times I've walked over to one and this number six on a trap. 
I don't like that. That's not a good thought for a yeah, listener. It's, it's out, the only one for the hundred. It's like what? <laughs> do, do not have that thought that's walking what, hey, over to one. Yeah. That's when you get on a four-man squad and you go. You don't have anybody on one that goes to two, and you just walk right to two. Hey, oh. yeah. Hey, hey I've seen people do that. That's not a recommendation, listeners. No. Yeah. No. I, but listen, at the Grand American one year, I was sitting down there shooting practice, and this guy. This was in Vandalia. Okay. You remember, Eric, how we used to sit there on the benches and wait? Oh, yeah. And I got up, and I was shot leadoff, but there was a guy sitting on the one, so I was like, ah, screw it, I'll just go to five. So I go to five, and I'm like, oh. So I walk down to one, I shoot. You know, we go along, and there was, I don't think there was someone on three. Anyways, this guy walks from five, and he goes to two, and I'm like, no, sir, you want one? He goes, I don't like post one. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I get on short squads, and if, no one's on one when I, it's my turn to go there. I just go to two. And I'm like, what? I looked at him and I was like, are you serious? And he, you could tell he was. And then he goes, I'm just kidding. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, you weren't kidding. You know, I'm thinking, I was like, I need to watch this guy. I need to go see report this guy. Yeah. I'm like, but it's funny is, so you, you talk about certain things like that. This is a little off the topic, but yesterday at my son's high school practice, one of the guys was there. He shoots a little bit ATA and he goes, I got a question. This got brought up, and Zach, I don't know if it happened at the Spring Grand. We weren't there, Zach and I. Were you at the Spring Grand, Eric? No. Okay. Well, supposedly, some guys shot doubles, and and I know the rule, but they were like, hey, so they're shooting doubles, and they just kept shooting. And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, it's illegal. They should have been disqualified. And I said, well, did they shoot out of turn? Did they shoot out of rotation? And, you know, and, and did they move wrong? What, what happened? They're like, no, they shot like nine pairs off one post. I said, as long as they're in order, I said, they could shoot all 50 pairs. Yep. And they were like, what? And I'm like, it's in the, oh, and they, guy got the rule book and he goes, how'd you know that? I said, when I started shooting, my dad said, you want to do this? Better know the rules. Yep. So yeah. it is funny. There is some stuff out there that people are like, you know, and I've had it happen to me with Pat McCarthy of all people leading off. He shot six pairs on a post and, we changed, and he goes, now you can be lead off. Yep, Bob's done that. Bob did that in the shoot-off at, the, I believe, Southwestern Grand or the Spring Grand sometime. He did that. Oh, really? They wanted, they wanted to re-shoot it. He said, nah, you go look at the rule book. I'm fine. He said, I shot up there. Yeah, yeah, we're good. I only got one left. So, but That's funny. So, Eric, uh, on another topic, what is – do you have a favorite gun club that you like to shoot at? or I, I really don't. I, I mean – Traveling around in that, I've been to starting to hit some new ones now. Last year, well, Southwestern Grand moved to Kansas, so I went down there. Yeah. Um, didn't shoot that well down there. Ended up fighting for the handicap the last day, which was uh, unbelievable that that came out. But I took off because it was a 12 hour drive home and I wanted to get home. So, yeah. yeah. But I'll take the runner up today. So, but, oh, um, yeah. you know, San Antonio was always fun. Always had a good time there. Always hit good targets in the air um the old van daly with the blast i mean you will never see a place like that again no but um i like our home club up here in alex where we have our state shoot. um we started to get a little bit of visibility from, but every place i shoot at i don't have to shoot the trees and as long as i don't have to shoot the trees i love the club it's just so so you're not a fan of tree backgrounds oh no no, it, it's a little tough for me to go to Missouri once in a while. Too. If it's in the fall when you get the trees in there and that they start to change colors, it's a little tougher to see the birds and that. But yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, a little tougher makes the guy work a little bit harder and uh, make the paycheck come back a little bit better. Yeah, because you seem to shoot Missouri pretty well. I mean, I've seen, I've shot with you there. We had a squad last year where we both, you know, shot pretty good. And I mean, I remember you banging them up pretty solid. Boy, so I'm, I'm, it, I'll tell you, Missouri State shoot. I seem to, I can shoot Missouri State shoot quite well almost every year. Seems like it rains every year, but yeah, you yeah which year everything's, everything's really green at the state shoot versus the yeah. fall handicap. You've got that color change where you got a little bit of orange in that background and that that brown with that clay target, and I think that makes more of a difference. Yeah. The, the more anything. times that that target has to go through different colors, the harder it is to shoot. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, I, and I've shot Missouri a lot. I'll miss the state shoot this year because they moved it up and. And later, and yeah, we, same way as me. Yeah, we leave that weekend actually on that Friday to head to uh to Vernal for the Western Grand. Yep, so you, you've never been out to Vernal, have you? Yep, I shot there once. Oh, have you? Okay, yep. yeah, well, I was, I, we were, I was there when you were there that year. It was the oh, that's it right, was the it was the COVID year. I mean, yep. I remember yeah. uh, Bullard was out there with me and we shot together, and then and then yeah, I we, see uh, you. Yeah, I came out there with the buddy from Monticello. We drove out there in the last second deal. We went out and, and yep. uh, John didn't tell us the right way on how to get to the club. So we came in from the north through the uh, the, the gorge up on the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a fun drive. Oh, yeah. Pull a, yeah, pulling a 40-foot fifth wheel behind you. No, thank oh, you. Oh, bueno. No, he didn't do any favors. I got the tribe last hour. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember coming down that one time with Frank Coffee pulling just a little travel trailer. And I was like, and, and Frank's like, I don't know what's all these breaks. And I'm like, and I looked out the window and it was it was dark and everything was glowing. That's because the brakes were on fire. Uh, I'm like, we're not gonna stop. There's no way we're gonna stop. I'm like, yeah, this is bad. We drove, we drove out there and the guy on his whip, he's out there pointing down in the bottom saying, Oh, look at that. There's a white tail down there. There's another white tail. And I'm like, I'm not looking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you know Vernal. So that I remember that that year, the the COVID year. That's when Rich Bullard was wearing his his pre-COVID suit. You remember that, Zach? Yeah, I I do. <laughs> he wore that shirt. He walked by, and I said, "Oh, Rich, that's a pre-COVID shirt you got there." And he's like, "That's not funny." Yeah. <laughs> so Eric, you, you, we've talked about your hold points. We've talked about your style. How about equipment guns? I mean, are you a tight choke guy, loose choke guy? I mean, what kind oh, of gun do you shoot? Well, give us the rundown. Well, I got a, a RS-10. I got that back in 99, right after they came out. Yeah. Dad and I both got them at the same time. And I've had that well. But I got it. Um, Tommy Wilkinson set it up for me right off the bat. It's like Ricky said earlier, you remember the practice trap. Set it down to the practice trap, and we sat there and Tommy was playing with the stock, playing with the grip, and we got Tommy. He says, okay, take And we, Tommy took the guns home, and he choked them out for us, and he sent them back. He said, don't mind. He said, do not touch it. Whatever you do, don't move anything. And I've never moved it. It shoots probably 80-20. Yeah. I suppose the single barrel does, and the the um, the over and under shoots about 60-40. So a little flatter. Yeah, a little flatter, but not a whole lot. And, and do you feel like you have to drive harder in single and doubles then, or do you feel like it's just natural? It's, and, it's natural. Yeah. Okay. But but the single barrel, it is tight. There's no doubt about that. It's probably yeah, I mean, you, you, you 30, 30, them, 30, that's for sure. 
Yeah, it's probably like 37, 38 thousandths or something yeah, like that. Probably. I'm, I'm sure it's 36 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how when I had mine and Tommy did my chokes that time, it was 37 on the unsingle, and it was like 18 and 28 on the over and under. Yeah, my over and under is, is 20 and 30. Twenty yep. and thirty. I, I just think twenty and thirty is the best choke out there for doubles. I mean, I I like that the best. I've always had the best breaks with that. Yeah, because at, at that time and and still today, everyone I'll still do it. But I, if it was shooting paper eight, light eight, for both shots and doubles, and you said that's what you're going to shoot, and this is what I'm going to choke it at for you. Yeah, yeah. I shot back then when I had my gun done by him. You know, years ago before I switched to the Craig off. Um, it was 18 and 20. I was shooting the light eights and and then shooting the uh the handicap seven and a half, you know, and he's like, it it's good. And it was. I think that gun, I think I broke like 85 or six hundreds and doubles with it. You know, it was and, and Tommy, a shout out to Tommy Wilkinson. I, I think he's getting ready to to uh hang it up a little bit, everybody always says, but you know, he does awesome barrel work. Oh yeah. Real good barrel work. So are you you light on both shots and doubles, Eric? You don't use a heavy on the second shot? No. Nope, just light eights on both shots. And this last year, I've actually started experimenting with some one ounce on the first shot. Okay, so even lighter. Just, just now, just are you lighter just because stay with, stay with the gun a little bit easier. Stay are you, with the are gun you going to a recoil reduction system too now, or what? Is that what happens <laughs> at when you turn your when you get to your birthday, or what? Yeah, and uh, you'll you'll. Grasp me now even more too because I don't shoot the handicaps anymore in handicap. I'm yeah. three grammars for about four years now. Yeah. Well, I mean they, they obviously work. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean I, I've always shot light light for doubles, and I mean I know a lot of shooters do shoot light light for doubles. I didn't even see people shoot light heavy until I got to the Midwest. Like that yeah. was like that like Ricky and Leo and a few others were like, wow, they shoot light heavy. But back in California. Everybody shot light, 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 light. Yeah, and when when I found out that well, that's what Sean and Harlan were shooting with light, light. I'm like, well, heck, I can do that. So that's when I started shooting. That's when everything really got, took off for me. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does help. I mean, I've I've always shot the light heavy. It doesn't really bother me much, you know. But like, I've been shooting a lot of sporting clays, you know, the last few years a lot more than I have. And I actually switched in sporting to shooting one ounce twelve fifty, the little rhino that Fioki makes because I patterned them, I, I compared them, and I was like, yeah, it is a little bit less kick. And you know, at that, I'd go out in a station, and you know, in sporting, next thing you know, you're shooting one hundred and fifty practice, and you, you haven't even left the station. So, yeah. you know, it, it gets a little rough on the shoulder when you're shooting, you know, flats of of twelve fifty, you know, ounce and an eighth. So, so Eric, question for you. You've you've won three rings and doubles, one ring in the all-around. You're in the Hall of Fame in the ATA, the Hall of Fame in your state. You've done all this stuff, right? What do you do as far as future goals? Like, like a guy like you who's got a pretty impressive career, how do you stay motivated to do it every single year? And what are the things that you're trying to do now? Uh, just, just trying to get out there. Shoot another good score, really. Every time I go out, if I can get through that first two posts, I'm going to pound at it. I'm going to fight until I get a good score in there. Um, I've learned, you know, even if you miss one or two, if it's a windy day in a handicap, Nate show really looks good. And yeah. I broke myself last year down in that 
um, Kansas, that that even that 97, the last day, I missed the last one out for a 97 that day. Could have had a loner. Hey, it would have been a lot better to drive home with that champ trophy instead of that shoot off that you missed, but but it yeah. happens. I I oh, missed yeah. the last happens. birds. I left. I thought, heck, I had a ninety-seven. Somebody's gonna pop in better than that. So it it it, it happens. I mean, it's, oh, it's, yeah. we've all been there, and it sucks, and it's not fun. But <laughs> I mean, it just it is what it is. What do you do, yeah. right? I mean, you go back yeah. and get to the next one. But I think just. The fact that even after all the things you've won, you're like, you know what? I'm just going out to pound targets. You're you're, oh. you're just going out to pound events, and whatever happens, happens, and you obviously love it. So oh, I, um, I do. I, I really want to win the handicap at our state shoot. I'd love to. If I ever do, you, you don't know. I mean, I want another doubles one at our state shoot. Singles is the hardest one to get. I mean, singles are tough. And now, have you won every other title at your state? I've won everything but the handicap. So that's the last to get all five. Yeah. And so, I've I even broke a 99 at our state shoot the handicap. Walked back and said, hey, I'm looking pretty good for this. And Gen Z breaks the 100. Under Oh, <laughs> Scott Jens. That's that's not very nice. And it, every day, every time that I pop in the get score in the handicap, <laughs> I walk up, I Gen Z break. Hit me by one. Hey, you when, you, when you see those cutoff sleeves going to the line, you know he's going to hit something. <laughs> yeah. He, he, that, he, just, That's he, pound, he pounds targets, that guy. I don't know. I mean, I've seen it. I'm like, damn, he's a, he's a good shot. First time he's I seen beast. him, I just thought to myself, you know, hey, that guy's you know, a shooter. And then I watched him, and I'm he's like, oh, holy, holy crap. This guy hey, is Zach, bad, you know. Zach, I had to run around behind him for how many years around here? Every yeah. there. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I've never seen him wear a collar or a sleeve, but no, he no, he pounds targets. Yeah. Now, now, Eric, what uh, what's your shooting schedule looking like uh, for the rest of this year? This year here, let's see, we're in early April right now, so yeah. I'm not doing anything for ATA shooting. My next big shoot will be well, June. I got a three or four little clubs around here in Minnesota that I'll hit. Um, Minnesota State shoots the first weekend in July. I'm going to have a weekend off, then I'm going to Iowa. Then probably the weekend off, like when the Central Zone is, I'll have that weekend off, and I'll head down to the Grand on Monday. Shoot the whole Grand is my plan. I'll only shoot three more founding shoots for the All-American team this year. Yeah. For this year. So I'll have my five shoots like I always do. (laughs) Five shoots and make the team. That's the the classic way to do it, right? Yeah, it's if I had seven, maybe I could make the, make the first team. So, I guarantee you could. If you had yeah. all seven, it you could do like, it. Seems like I had no problem making that second one, but I just got those last two shoots and I hop in with the first. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure you could, Eric. I mean, you're you're obviously great. It, um, yeah. It, it it's coming. It's coming. There there's going to be something coming down the line here. Maybe I can get a couple more shoots in during the year too. So. <laughs> Now, is it is it work that holds you back from going to a couple more shoots, or? Oh, yeah, work does. What do you, what do you do? Well, I work at the. It, well, it used to be the family owned business, and they sold out the Land Lakes and a couple other co ops around here. But um, I'm the FDA type inspector for the uh, for the mill, actually. Well, I'm that's planning, good. Got yeah. got got to make sure the mill's running right. Yeah, and I I do basically do. All the checks and balances for the when the FTA inspector does come through the door, I take 
him underneath my arm and we go around and try to get him out of here as fast as we can. So <laughs> that's you, good. I like you it. Need to, you need some. You're always like, hey, yeah, carry a little cash with you. you yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work that way. They don't even take a bottle of water anymore. So, Jeez, oh, they, yeah, they think they're bribing them. Yep, that's right. Well, Eric, is there anything that you'd like to share with the, the listeners? Anything that you think would be helpful or good advice that you would give to them if they're either starting or maybe they've been shooting a few years and they're looking to get better? Yeah, you know what? You treat every target like a tough target. Always have fun. Never give up. I mean, it. I always remember that. I don't, Ricky, I suppose you remember at the old ground down um, on the east end, there was a there was a um, guy that had gold reducers or something down there. He yeah, pretty sure. With the frog in the crane's mouth, it said, "Never give up." Never give up. Yep, I always remember that every time. Yep. Every time I always think, "Never give up." I think of that frog in that. <laughs> and and that and that's great advice. Is there? Is there any sponsors that you'd like to thank or anybody that you'd like to thank before we get out of here tonight? Well, the best one is mom and dad. I mean, mom, I could not be where I'm at without them. They've done everything for me. They helped me get going. Um, it's been awesome. I mean, we, we travel together. I shoot with dad as much as I possibly can. I know he's mom is retired now. Dad's getting up there. I mean, dad will be 77 or 77. I think he just turned now. He, he's yeah. still pounding them, but He's got, I got to go see him uh, next week. He's going to get his shoulder work done. His left one now. Well, but, uh, mm-hmm. oh, thank mom and dad. Um, Jerry from uh, Silent Treatment Hearing Protection. Wonderful guy. Get my plugs from him. Can't thank federal enough for all the stuff that they've done for us and the family and that. And when, it, when, I, when I had my problem in Missouri, how Winnick came up and helped me. Well, Absolutely. you know, and that's wonderful. And and say hi to your dad and mom for us and tell yes. your dad, we hope that his, his soldier surgery goes well, um, you know, yeah. and, and then when he's healed up, we would love to have mom and dad on the show if they'd like to be yeah. on because they're, yeah. they're a wealth of knowledge. Maybe you can tell them about your experience and we'll get them on here sometime in the future when they're ready for it. We, oh, we, yeah. They, we, we can get them on there and they can argue or something. And, oh, you know, they will. <laughs> mom will run the show and dad will huh? are you it's, talking about Exactly. We could do like split screens and yeah. You know, yeah. yeah it, 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 it was great. great to see your, your dad down there, but yeah, it was tough. I didn't get to see your mom. So. Yep. Well, so. we'd like to thank our show sponsors for supporting us. Obviously winning, you know, they helped to Eric help us help everyone around. They're good people. Uh, Remington shot tracker and the one and only Richard Marshall jr. Shooting clinics. Go get a clinic. He'll show you how to hit a doubles target. I don't know if it's as good as Eric Munson, but I mean, he's pretty good. <laughs> so uh, it's been real fun tonight. Uh, we really enjoyed speaking with you, Eric, and uh, you have a happy, happy day. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, Zach. Thanks, Eric. Hey, thanks, Ricky. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Trap Talk. 